This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show. I've got Emily and Jenna here doing octopus arms. What was that? Yeah. All right. The wave. The little super wave. Uh, We have an incredibly special guest and very dear to our hearts. Special human. Very, very special. She has come all the way from the Costa Rican jungle just for us, right? Just for you. I thought so. (laughs) Um, And we will be covering the topic today, healing chronic candida with fruit and fasting with Emily Pereira. And candida is a pretty common topic. Some people don't even know that they have candida, but I seem to um, come across that word very often. So hopefully you'll find this informative and inspiring. So before we get into introducing Emily, um, we've got some MLF news. Uh, Jenna, do you want to start us off with some exciting MLF news? Yes. So I have some really exciting MLF news and it's that we have a new tab on our website. It's a shop tab. It's a tab that has all kinds of cool discounts for our listeners um, with brands that Amber and I have researched and we have vetted to make sure that they are very high vibrational, sustainable with the earth, organic brands. That we um, personally use. That we use and that we can recommend. So um, that is really exciting. So if you guys want discounts on great brands, go ahead and and head over to our shop tab at www.themotherlovingfuture.com and see if any of those things are things you need in your life because they probably are. And um, just to kick it off, we're going to start by announcing one of them. Um, So this this affiliate is called uh, Bare Bones Bone Broth. And, um, which I use my fr- my freezer is stocked mm-hmm. full of them right now. I use them for everything. Exactly. In case there's a nuclear apocalypse, she will survive on bone broth. <laughs> Come over to my house. I got you covered. Um, yes. So bare bones bone broth offers hundred percent organic grass fed bone broth. Bone broth can help your skin, your hair, your nails, your joints, and your digestion, as well as provide a great source of collagen. We all know Amber loves her collagen. <laughs> Don't out <laughs> me like that. We all love collagen. Come on. Well, you two probably love it. Yeah, plump up those wrinkles. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, I do also love it too. Um, bare bone broths offers beef, chicken, and turkey bone broth selections. And if you want to get 15% off of bare bones bone broth, you can use code MLF and, uh, at checkout and you will get 15% off. I'm doing that this week. Yeah, you better order all your bone broth with this discount. I am. That's exactly I, This is brilliant. Why do you think I suggested them? <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so thank you for that, Jenna, and thank you, Bare Bones Broth. We love you. So before I do Emily's intro, I wanted to give a shout out to an incredible listener and friend of ours who left a cool review for us because we love to just, you know, give people a shout out who support us and we want to support you. So this review was called So Refreshing and So Real, all capital letters on the real, just so you know. I love listening to both of you and connecting to similar topics or learning from your past experiences. I just finished the miscarriage episode, which left me in tears as I miscarried my first pregnancy earlier this year at weeks. I, there's somehow maybe six weeks. Sorry, that was left out. Um, thank you for putting this podcast out there and keep, and keep, and keep, keep doing what you're... Uh-oh. Oh, the energies... 
So let's cut there and then I'll start reading the I'll review. I'll start again. off again. Okay. So this review is called So Refreshing. So refreshing and so real. That's a big real. I love listening to both of you and connecting to similar topics or learning from your past experiences. I just finished the miscarriage episode, which left me in tears as I miscarried my first pregnancy earlier this year at six weeks. Thank you for putting this podcast out there and keep doing what you're reboot doing, bringing lots of awareness, light, light and love to everyone. Thank you so much. So sweet. And that was from Rip Chip. Rip Chip. Sounds yummy. <laughs> Rip Chip. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank and you, Rip Chip. Yeah, that's that's why we do it. It's, we just want to invite everyone into our conversations in hopes to spread some support, love and light on other people who have been through similar things. And miscarriage is a very common and... Um, sometimes very hard thing to go through. So I'm glad that resonated with you and thank you for sharing. Great. And so without further ado, my girl sitting right here next to me, so excited to have you. Um, I want to introduce Emily. So Emily Pereira is an international retreat leader, certified yoga teacher, gateless trained writing teacher and life coach specializing in helping women manifest their dream relationship. She's also the author of the forthcoming memoir, The Quest. She lives in Santa Teresa, a little seaside town along Costa Rica's Nicoya Peninsula, where she's building the Spirit Nature Retreat and Wellness Center with her beloved and very cute surfer, Frenchman Manet. And let's not forget her little baby girl, Saya Moon. She's so gorgeous. So, and the story of Emily's conception. Whoa. Talk about a mystical, magical manifestation (laughs) of a baby. We had Emily on earlier. Our podcast was called Hot uh, from divorce drama to hot forties mama, and we'll link it. Yeah, you guys should listen to that episode. It, it takes us through Emily's conception story, and I tell you, I still got chills. <laughs> so, um, Jenna, do you want to give us a definition for this topic today? Yeah. So, um, my definition for healing chronic candida with fruit and fasting, and Emily, you can please give your two cents about this, uh, is. When you have chronic health problems that no doctor or protocol can help you with, and then you decide to heal yourself by only eating fruit or juice or nothing for a long period of time. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Emily. Absolutely nailed it. Hi, gorgeous girl. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. It's so good to see both of you. It's so so good good to to have you. you. It's like an elated feeling to have you. I know. I, I wish people could just put up with like a six-hour episode. We could just keep going and going and going. <laughs> we could always do a two-part episode. Oh, a marathon. That's what Luke's story says he likes to do. Yeah. All right. Wasn't it Luke's Let's story? Yeah, it was. So, Emily, enlighten us. Uh, you've obviously had a long journey with candida, chronic candida, in fact. Do you want to give us a background on um, how you came to have a battle with candida and where you are? I guess we'll get into a little bit later where you are now with it. And what is candida? Right. So um, 
candida is, well, we all have candida in our bodies and we should have candida. And ideally candida is in balance and it's the good bacteria and the bad bacteria and they're in balance. But what happens because of the lifestyle that we have in our culture and because of antibiotics and other birth control pill and different things that wipe out our good bacteria, the quote unquote bad bacteria, candida can, can spiral out of control and turn into a candida overgrowth. That's when it becomes an issue, when it becomes candida overgrowth. Mm-hmm. And so I first had my first battle of it when I was a teenager, you know, just like, oh, I got a yeast infection and did like one of those over-the-counter things. So is a yeast infection the same as candida? Um, candida can manifest in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can be anything from like sinus infection to brain fog to, um, digestive issues to vaginal candida. Vag- Let's just say what it is. Yeah. That, that's so, what I was struggling with. I was yeah. struggling with the yeast infection. So there's a, there's candida strains naturally in our reproductive system as females and males. Yeah. Everybody has and, candida. And then all over our bodies as well. So it's just everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's this check in our body of, of the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. But when the good bacteria gets wiped out, when we do like a cycle of antibiotics or the birth control pill or something like this, we, we lose our good bacteria. Mm-hmm. And so then that's when it gets out of balance and then the, the candida overgrowth happens. And it can, you know, that's the part that really interests me spiritually is why it manifests in certain places for mm-hmm. one person and another person, a different place. Mm-hmm. Like why is one person getting chronic sinus infections and another person getting a yeast infection. Mm-hmm. Like, yeast well, infections, like vaginal chakras. yeast infections, seem to be extremely common. I know growing mm-hmm. up, every second girl had thrush. Well, we called it thrush, which is such a pleasant name. <laughs> but um, we had, um, you know, candida infections all the time as girls growing up. Yeah. And so I had like the occasional yeast infection, you know, growing up. And then um, it got sort of more into a chronic phase in my late 20s. But nothing like, I wouldn't call it acute. I would just call it sort of like a low-grade chronic thing. Um, it wasn't like really slowing down my life or anything. And then, as I said, on my last, the last time I came to visit, I froze my eggs. Um, after I unexpectedly got divorced, I froze my eggs. And that cocktail of hormones that, and I don't know why I didn't think of it, because I was getting it from the birth control pill to begin with. That was where it sort of like first started, mm. was from the birth control pill. And then when I went off the birth control pill, it started to get better. So I don't know why I didn't put those puzzle pieces together, that if I take a cocktail of hormones, that that could potentially bring it back. Um, but I did that, and then that was like code red, acute, super painful, like a fireplace poking me, you know, in my vagina 24-7, oh. days a week. Oh, I mean, it was, it was like really extreme. Like it was the only time in my life I've ever contemplated even momentarily like, oh my God, I don't think I can go on. How could you do anything? How could you walk down the street or have a conversation or you'd be so distracted? I couldn't. I couldn't wear jeans. I couldn't. I mean, it was just like. How long was it that chronic for? um, I would say in that real acute form about maybe nine months. What? Yeah. Nine months nonstop. Yeah, you had a fire between your legs. Yeah, like not I, in a like good I way. couldn't. I couldn't wear jeans. I couldn't have sex. Like it was like really, really. And so you extreme. must have been so desperately seeking out remedies for this. Exactly. So people are like, "You're so extreme." I'm like, "Um, when a fireplace poker is stabbing you in your vagina, you look for information. <laughs> you look for answers." So where did you go looking for your answers, and what did you find? Well, first, I had already, you know, been hit to the fact that doctors do not understand this. Like traditional doctors do not understand this at all. And so I 
just got to skip that step. So um, you didn't even go to a traditional doctor I at first? I did because at first I didn't know it was, it didn't seem like a yeast infection. It felt because I'd never had like that stabbing before. So I thought maybe I have an STD or mm-hmm. something. So I went to the traditional doctor to get tested for everything. And they're like, you have a yeast infection. I'm like, that's one hell of a yeast infection. Um, wow. Give me chlamydia or a yeast infection any day. So, I mean, Cancel clear. <laughs> <laughs> so... So yeah, I just started reading. I started reading. And I'm, I'm like sort of a, I can really go down the rabbit hole. No, you never. <laughs> you can really go down My the rabbit hole. My little extremist over here. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I've just, I've started to just own that I'm sort of an extremist. Um, <laughs> but I just want to feel extremely well. So I, I, yeah, so I, I, you know, found the candida diet, which, you know, and I'd heard about the candida diet before, but I was like, that seems so crazy. Like, how can I even like live that way? Um, but I was desperate. So I did the candida diet. And which I, was like no sugar. Th- yeah. That's like the no sugar, high fat. I really wasn't a big meat eater ever, but I trained myself to start eating meat and, um, I did the GAPS diet. And if you know the GAPS diet, it's gut and psychology. I remember, you know, she's telling you to like boil meat and, you know, do these things. And I was like, how is boiled meat going to heal my gut? I remember just mm. so clearly thinking this does not make sense Wonder to me. Wonder if someone the FDA um, wrote that. Yeah, why? No, can I tell you that I actually the- am really convinced now that the whole like paleo keto clan, um, like food thing, it has been created by right. um, special interests. Of course. I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really, because I did that. So that's what I ended up doing. So for like three years, I basically did paleo, um, GAPS diet, high protein, high fat, no fruit. Okay. Zero. I remember that time of your life because I I went to like lunches with you and stuff and it was hard for you to find stuff. And believe it or not, that was actually much harder than hundred percent fruit Hmm. because what I have since learned is that, well, well, let me just go back for a minute. Let me just take you chronologically through. So, so I did that and I did, I did get somewhat better because I was going from sort of like I don't know if I'd call it a standard American diet. I wasn't eating like Kentucky Fried Chicken or anything, but Which I was sad, by the way. <laughs> SAD. SAD, yeah. But I was definitely like oh, not afraid I just to got have it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to eat like a pizza, you know, or like like an organic pizza or like a pizza from Pizza Hut. Like a pizza from no, like an artisan pizza, you know, from <laughs> like, like an artisan in organic LA. Come on. pizza or just an artisan oh, pizza. Um, gluten free or glutinous? Gluten. Okay. I just gluten. need to know. I need to know the details because there's lots of different types of pizza here. Yeah, I know. I was eating gluten. I was. A, I was. A, I mean, not what a lot. What kind of pizza was it? Like a Hawaiian? Was it a? I'm jo- I'm joking. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. No, that too. Yeah. No. Oh. I was not okay. I'm just. I was not afraid every once in a while to have a pepperoni pizza. Okay. All right, girl. You know? Okay. Because yeah. I, okay, and this sort of brings us back to the full circle. Like, so I've always been very petite. I always kind of had that body. People are like, damn girl, you can eat anything you want and never gain weight. Like, you know, I'd get cards like skinny bitch and things like that. So I didn't really ever have to pay attention to what I was eating, which probably got me into this mess. Now I'm eating 100% fruit. Um, I'm not actually eating 100% fruit anymore. But, um, we're gonna get this. Oh. Yes, she's. But um, so anyway, so I got well enough that I could wear jeans again and have sex again. And you will listen if you hear the last pod. You will learn if you hear the last podcast episode about um, divorce drama at a hot forties mama um, that I met my man and we called in our baby girl. And when I was pregnant with Sia Moon, all my symptoms went away. It's funny how that happens. So wait a second. You were suffering with chronic, chronic candida for nine months, you yeah. said, when you were with your first husband. 
No, we had divorced. Remember, it was oh, after the egg that's freeze. Right. You, that's right. After the egg freeze, you just divorced. And then after the nine... So what happened at the nine months? You had met Manet? I, no, no. I hadn't met him yet, but I had gotten like better enough to sort of live my life as, through, a, as a normal person. Through the paleo through, diet. Yeah. And no sugar. And no sugar. And, no sugar. and just like the general information out there of the candida diet. Yeah. The general information out there. I could tell I was still not 100% better, but I was relative to where I was, mm-hmm. I was a lot better. You know what I mean? But I knew something it, was still not totally right. It wasn't like right. chronic pain all day no, anymore. No, but it was, was lingering. It wasn't chronic pain all day, but it was still, still yeah, there. Still, still present. And, still... And, if I, and if I went off that eating at all, you know, it was... Um, and I, and I had very, a lot of difficulty going to the bathroom, like had a lot of constipation issues and a lot of mucus and just things like that. So um, it definitely, but, but the whole time I was so hyper-focused on that candida was the problem, right? I'm trying to kill the candida. And what I didn't understand all that time was that candida was simply the messenger. It was like the guy screaming fire, fire, that there's a much deeper issue going on in my body, but I was trying to kill the guy screaming fire. You don't want to do that. No, you don't want to see, you want to, you want to get that guy, guy. Big, Kiss. That's it. <laughs> so, Pash, as we call it in Australia, <laughs> tongue and all. Oh. Anyway, continue. Yes. So, so yeah. So, so got pregnant and was feeling much better and really indulged on the pregnancy. Banana bread and you know, I have to stop you there should, because if you don't know what baby needs, she might need some of that. But do you think there's some correlation with your hormonal system and candida? Because it sounds to me, if it improved when you got pregnant, you have this like explosion of hormones in your system. And you said that that helped balance things out and you felt so much better. And it was also the pill, which puts a hormone into your system, which made it worse. Mm. So it it seems like it's a hormonal induced condition as well. That was definitely one of the systems I, I, I have since learned there have been many compromised glands and systems that were going on that the, you know, candida was screaming fire about. Um, And that's what I've been working to to heal. And do you think most of those compromised glands, I'm sorry to keep interrupting, um, would have been from just eating the standard American diet? Um, I think actually a lot of it starts in when you're in your mother's womb Mm -hmm. and it's inherited toxicities and it's inherited weaknesses. The poisonous umbilicus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is so what's so brilliant about conscious conception and like intentionally clearing out your system, detoxing from heavy metals, from imbalances, from whatever it, you may potentially pass down to that sweet. Oh, I innocent so wish I had done this before I got pregnant. I really, really wish that I had, but I, you know, we did the best we can. Everything is perfect. <laughs> we did no the best regret. we can with what we got, and then we get better information and do better. So exactly, you know. But imagine how healthy you were. Like compared to the average person, you were already so activated w- with food as medicine by the yeah. time you were pregnant. Well, the good, I think, you know, I, w- I definitely was doing something on the good side because I got pregnant on my very first try, like <sighs> a month before I was 39. And Amazing. I, d- I didn't know if I could get pregnant, you know, because I had been so sick and did the hormones and I was like, oh no, did I screw up my body? So I was, that, I, that, I was just as surprised as anybody, mm-hmm. you know, that that happened. So I, I, I do think there is value, you know, in the stages, you know, and, and, and you can get detoxes, you know, if you just go from standard American diet to cutting dairy and gluten, you're going to get a detox. You know what I mean? That's significant. And you actually, with detoxing, it is an art and you don't want to go too hard, too big fast. Big time, big time. Yeah, can that really can overload the liver. Screw yourself. Yeah. So Okay, so you got pregnant. That then improved your whole candida situation. Yeah. It, That's it, where we it were. improved it a lot. And I was like, I'm 
better. Simon healed me. And was just like sort of on like a honeymoon with myself of like just eating French fries and like, you know, just whatever I wanted. And, and then breastfeeding, I still felt good. And then after breastfeeding, it was like, okay, no, there's something still wrong here. And, and it wasn't so wrong that like, I mean, there's probably a lot of people that would have lived with it. But I just turned 40 and was just like, okay, I'm entering this like next phase of my life. There's so much I want to do. There's so much I want to create. There's so much life in me. Like I want to feel amazing. I'm not going to settle for anything less than feeling amazing was pretty much what it came to. And so I did an ayahuasca ceremony and I set the intention around health and what do I need to know? And it was the hardest ceremony I've ever had. Mystical death? (laughs) I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't even know if I really died in it. It wasn't like a real obvious death, but what happened was is, have you guys ever done like a professional breathwork ceremony? I have Mm. once. Okay. You know how you can get tetany? That has happened to me multiple times, not even in breathwork ceremonies. So so I started doing breathwork maybe like a year ago. And in the breathwork ceremonies, I was getting tetany. And this is where your hands, it's almost like you're going into a seizure. Like your hands are like little pterodactyls. That happens to you during acupuncture. That's happened to me during acupuncture three times. Yeah. So then, so that had never happened to me in an ayahuasca ceremony before, but after it happened to me in the breathwork ceremony, it then happened in this ayahuasca ceremony. Mm. And I was just like, it was so uncomfortable. And I was like... It was just very, very intense. And I didn't get a memo in that ceremony about food. I actually got a lot of memos about self-judgment and Mm. that, and it just came to me like even the smallest, tiniest self-judgment or judgment of ourselves is like sabotage to the immune system. Yeah. Contracting your whole energetic body gets contracted. Lots of cortisol. (laughs) And we all know cortisol is not a good thing. Not a good thing. So feeds that EBV, which we'll get into at some point. And I really just lied there underneath the stars on our land. We did it on our land under the stars. It was so gorgeous. And I just was like, we are absolutely so perfect in our imperfections. Like I just, I, for the first time I felt it, you know, I've always intellectually like known that and I get that. But I got to embot to, to really feel complete acceptance for myself. And actually, this has been a really interesting journey as I've, well, we'll get into it, but just how much self-acceptance I've felt over the time of doing this 100% fruit diet and losing 20 pounds and looking probably the worst I've ever looked and still just never loving myself more, which was oh, very unexpected. Powerful. Wow. But so the next day I went to go eat my eggs and avocado like I'd been eating every single day for five years at that point, And I literally almost threw up. And my body was just like, no more animals. From that day on, I just could not eat anything that came from an animal. And then the day after that, a girl that I follow on, or that we're friends on Facebook, I don't know if you guys know her. Do you know know Azra Cohen? No. I think you guys would resonate with her. Um, She was talking about this thing called living mucus free and how she kept getting the message from the medicine that she needed to like mainly eat fruits, um, fruits and vegetables. And that's it. And just how that was affecting her relationship and all these things. And I, she's like, you know, if, you, if you're curious, and she put the link. And I checked it out. And sure enough, there's this woman, Alexandra Cousins, who healed everything from Hashimoto's thyroid, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, adrenal fatigue, and like the list goes on by following this protocol of living mucus free. And it was this, the mucus list diet was originally created by a doctor in the 20s named Dr. Arnold. Earhart, I think is how you pronounce his name, and um, or Eckert or something like that, and it got like very intentionally suppressed. 
because of its power. And the whole, and then another doctor, Dr. Robert Morris, he's a, he's a living naturopath now, legend, love him. Um, he's a very robust YouTube channel with tons of information. Um, he very much continued the teachings of this doctor. And the, the, the idea is that we are, um, you know, in our bodies, we're chemistry, you know, and there's acid and there's alkaline. And we ideally would like to be slightly alkaline, but you know, the foods that we eat, if the food is acidic in our body, our body doesn't want that acid. So it throws up mucus to protect the body from that acid. And what happens is the mucus over time, um, hardens in our body and becomes obstruction, obstruction from energy flow, obstruction to blood flow, obstruction to the cells being able to communicate from each other. And this is really when we have acidosis. Does it look like a literal crust in our intestines or how does that manifest? Yeah, I mean, picture like white like a mucus gallstone? Like oh, okay. coming, you know, like if you blow your nose and then if that's hardened. So depending, like there's there's different levels of offense, like meat and cheese are going to be like the two biggest mucus causers. And then we have like mucus lean, which is more like lentils and chickpeas and hmm. avocados even um, fall into that category. And then completely mucus free is all fruit and well, aside from avocado and I think um, a green banana can also cause some mucus. Um, and then most vegetables too. And so the mucus would then slow down your, um, immune system and make you susceptible to then show up with other symptoms, correct? Yeah. And the mucus, um, the mucus really is the root the, according to these teachers, the mucus is the root cause of all disease. And that's where the candida then live, the, pa- the parasites live in the mucus. The candida lives in the mucus, the viruses and the bacteria and everything lives in the mucus. And that mucus could be anywhere in your body. Everywhere, mm-hmm. any and everywhere. And so I just dove into Dr. Robert Morris's YouTube channel. I mean, I've literally watched 30 plus hours. I'm now getting certified to be a detox specialist oh, underneath wow. him because it is so on point. I mean, after someone who has searched high and low for answers, I mean, you guys know, I mean, it was just like, you know, doing the diet, Chinese medicine, functional medicine, naturopath, literally thousands and thousands of dollars on supplements. Don't know why this has happened today. Are you back on? Thousands and thousands of dollars of supplements. Taking blood out of my body, putting it through an oxygen chamber, putting oh it back gosh. in, plant medicine ceremonies. I mean, just like everything, right? I remember you even found those pills from Thailand and yes. sulfur. Uh, yeah, sulfur, that was a different one, but those pills were some hardcore. Yeah. What, those what, helped. Uh, did they? Yeah, they did help. They, they, they helped a level. But, but what, I, what I've come to understand, so it's just like, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about like the paleo, the keto thing, and a lot of people are super into it. And and just only knowing because I, I did that, um, there is, I think, some value, of course, to that if you are coming from a standard American diet. But also what the high fat does is it's a buffer for the acids. So we, we're not getting as impacted by the acids, oh. but the acids are still there. So down the road, you're going to have to reckon with those acids sooner or later. It's just you don't feel the, the pain of those symptoms in the moment. So that's why people say, oh, I feel so much better on the high fat diet. Can I ask you, when you say acids, do you mean like acidic foods like lemon and vinegar, or do you mean like acids that food that make your body acidic? Foods that make your body acidic. Which would Such be like as a meat, meat and cheese. Yeah. If you, I mean, you can, it's, there's actually some really surprising offenders on there. If you Google like the mucusless diet, mm-hmm. um, but like vinegar does cause, um, acid, I mean, does cause mucus. Um, but lemon does not. So, because so in we, the body, lemon because it becomes alkalized. 
So should we, so what is on the acidic diet that everyone should generally be avoiding? Well, meat, meat and any kind of meat or fish and dairy are like the, the biggest ones. Um, wow. So, but so what happens in our body is not only does the body throw up mucus to protect itself from the acid, but also the body wants to balance itself. So if there's something that's coming in as an acid, it's going to look for a base mineral to, to balance it out. So the most readily available mineral that's going to have that opposite charge is calcium. So it leaches calcium from our bones. And this is what causes osteoporosis. This is what makes, um, you know, us get saggy, wrinkly skin. And, and all, from all that can, takes, takes the um, mineral away from the connective tissue. So it just sort of has this, you know, wreaks havoc. Dr. Moore says, if the acids are winning, you're losing. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, toxicity is an interesting thing that I've really given a lot of thought to. And I think we, you know, this is why we see some children that are born with a lot of eczema that's already inherited toxicity from the mother. So also vaccine reaction, very common vaccine reaction. Very common because that's a toxicity. And a heavy metal as well. Exactly. And so what happens, I, I picture it like a glass, like picture like a clear glass of water. And it's like, if your glass is pretty empty, you have some space for a few more toxins. But if your glass, if you're born or you're starting at a starting place where you're glass is already pretty high, filled with toxins, you don't have a lot of room to mm-hmm. work with that. So that's why some people can eat a cheeseburger and fries and it doesn't even phase them really. And somebody else will be like in bed for a couple of days afterwards. And also just to speak to that, it's like there's different levels of being affected. Someone might not be immediately affected by that cheeseburger, but you don't know what's happening that you can't see within their bodies that it is affecting them. So And don't and you over think time. it's interesting as well that we're living in the most highly toxic environment than oh, ever so before? And seeing as though we inherit a certain amount of um, heavy metals and toxicity from our parents, if if this generation of parents are living in the most highly toxic environment, the children that we are birthing are coming in with a higher level, hence the reason why we, you know, the, the levels of rates. autism, totally. the levels of like totally ADHD and all that stuff messing with the brain and the body, autoimmune disorders, all of that is higher than ever before. Ever. It's so intense. it's, you know, for our future generations, we have to take it upon ourselves to be clean vessels as much as possible. Yeah. And, and what I found, so, so I, 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 I think one of my superpowers is like when I hear truth, I'm like, that is truth. And I could just see this woman, Alexander Cousins, talking about her experience. And she was and she was like on a 20-year health journey. She was a nutritionist. She was this. She was that. And she was just like, nothing, nothing works like this works. And so I was inspired to try it. And so I went on the what they called the transition diet for about a month. And that's where, you know, and and I needed a month on the transition diet. Someone else might need six months, but that's where you eat like mucus lean. We're coming down, you know, from like meat to like you know, chickpeas and you're still doing like, maybe you're doing raw, you know, a couple meals a day, but then you're having like sweet potatoes for dinner or something like that. And then I just went full raw in May and after a month, after my month. Yeah. I did a full raw in May, um, probably 90% fruit and then like 10% salads. And this is very important. You explaining the entrance and exit into like a hardcore protocol, yeah. like fasting, like switching completely from all kinds of foods to just fruit. Yeah. I was eating still pretty paleo when yeah. I did that. I was <clears throat> It's important for people to know that there's prep, you yeah. know, either side, and otherwise s- you can really damage and your some system. People, absolutely. And some people may need, I only did a month, but some people really need to do way, way, way more. And they really encourage you to take and your time. And why is that? Because 
if your elimination channels are not open and you do a detox, then mm. you're really just recirculating the toxins. And you're going to shock your system and back up your liver and back up all kinds of organs that are meant to be moving the toxins out. So by easing into it, you sort of open up those systems slowly? Yeah, you can start to you can start to open up the systems. You can start to get the herbs going to support like the liver and the kidneys and the, the different organs that are responsible for that elimination. So... I started doing weekly dry fasts for 24 hours. And that means eat nothing, drink nothing for 24 hours? Yeah, eating and drinking nothing. The the studies behind it, this is just like incredible. Um, that, you know, how it basically works is that the healthy cells take the water from the diseased cells and the diseased cells instantly incinerate. Ooh, and so wow. it's just like a quantum leap for your, um, for, for your health each time. Cellular what happens to all those dead cells? The idea is that you are doing this, your elimination channels are open Mm -hmm. and you, so after you break your fast, you ideally break it with a really watery fruit, like, like a whole watermelon or something. You wait two hours and then you do an enema. Wow. Okay. And that's going to get the dead cells out. Mm -hmm. And so how long, how long did you do this? So for a month you were just kind of slowly easing into this. So I did the elimination, I mean, I did the transition diet for a month and then I eased into this and I stayed at this place for about three months. Three months. Where I was doing about 90% fruit, 10% salads and um, weekly 24-hour dry fasts with enemas. And so the dry fasts lasted 24 hours? Mm -hmm. And and what did that look like? Just no fruit, no fruit, fruit or water? I would eat fruit all morning until about three like really watery fruits, you don't really want to be doing, see, there's a lot of people doing these dry fasts and stuff with the keto thing. But if you're, you're, if you're eating food, you're so much, if you're eating cooked food, you're so much more dehydrated than you are. Like since I've been eating raw, I don't even need water. I don't drink water anymore. Water actually makes us more dehydrated. It's really taxing on our kidneys and, um, water doesn't have an enzyme to get into the cell the way that fruit does. Well, I think it depends on what type of water, right? Because obviously there's dead water and then which we're used to drinking, which doesn't go through the natural system of being activated. And then there are specific filters and water from specific places that are an alive particle, which your system can actually absorb and hydrates you. So it depends what type of water you're drinking, right? Whether it's hydrating or not. I think, I mean, I think that, I mean, there's no, I mean, clearly there's certain types of water that are better than other types of water, but I think even on a whole other echelon is just the water from fruit. And what's interesting to me, what, what Dr. Morris said, which just really resonated with me on a deep level is, you know, we have not been eating our species specific food. Like if you look at every species, every species has a food that they eat, that there's their specific food. And what are large primates eating? Large what if we're alien in origin and not primate in origin? We might have a we, our, food might be, our food might be air. Yeah, I was about to say, that's you know? the Eritarians. <laughs> just, just to throw that out there. Yeah. Because Jane's what like, if I'm we're still not looking. large primates <laughs> I mean, in origin? But that is an issue that um, our, our genetic composition is designed for a particular climate and a particular type of food in that climate. And we're such kind of travelers now in this generation, everyone's living somewhere different from where their true origin is from. So you're right. It's probably an issue that we're eating things that our genetics aren't designed to really um, take. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, what are large primates eating? They're mostly eating fruit. And what is so interesting is if you think about every kind of food that there is, the only kind of food that we don't want to doctor at all is fruit. We don't cook it. We don't put dressing on it. It just tastes so delicious to our taste buds. There's a reason for that. 
It's because that's the food we're supposed to like. I agree. That resonates with me. I have to say that fruit is what we're supposed to eat. And so I was, I knew, so the woman who runs this group, Living Mucus Free, she does two long, two long fasts a year. And she models it after this guy who created something called the master fast system, which is that you do um, daily 16 to 18 hour dry fasts with, and then you just drink two liters of pasteurized grape juice a day. You drink pasteurized because it has a higher astringent value to help really pull things up in your system. And then you do psyllium husk, bentonite clay, and activated charcoal to do like a broom sweeping through you to get, you know, all this stuff out. You must be gallbladder, gallstone free, parasite free, virus free right now. And my next question, once you finish your point, is going to be, <laughs> what was the state of your candida in those phases? If we go back to the phase of the transitional diet yeah. and then the more hardcore 90% fruit, and then this phase you're talking about now, I, I want to get a snapshot of if your candida is improving along the way or staying the same or getting worse or whatever. Yeah. Well, let me back up for a second. So one thing that I did when I first started was I did an iridology reading. Do you guys know what that is? Oh, yeah, the eye. The study of the eye. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. So you take this special picture of your eye where you can just see all of the... Um, little spots and yeah, the, the colors. Like, it's almost like it's like you see mountain ranges or something in it. It's really in cool. Your eyeball? In yeah, your in, in eye. the eyeball. It's every, it's like a little galaxy in there. It's like a. I mean, every single thing you about what's the status of your body can be seen in your eyes. So your right eye corresponds with the right side of your body, and your left eye corresponds with the left side. That makes sense. Yeah, you can see what your liver is doing. I could look yeah. at Emily's eye and see that spot over there, and yeah. then say, "Oh, your liver needs to be cleansed." Or yeah, and if you have like freckles in your eye, that's very like that's a sign of a deep organ weakness. I do have one freckle. Or a deep gland weakness. So you can actually go on Google, Dr. Google, and and do, do like iridology chart and look in the mirror and like see sort of what's going you on. I have a to bit. Google that right now. <laughs> Jenna, Sorry, put it I'm, down. I'm still focus. listening. I'm still listening. Um, <laughs> and so I did an iridology reading and that really sort of had me shift my focus for the first time off of this candida. That was the moment when I realized, oh, candida's been the messenger all this time trying to give me a clue, a sacred message about what's going on in our body. And this really is, if there's anybody listening that if you're having a symptom, you know, I used to just be like hating this symptom, hating it so much, wanting, willing it to go away, like just wishing it would go away. And now I'm understanding, oh my gosh, have gratitude for your symptoms because they are sacred messengers coming to you, trying to get your attention, um, to let you know there's something deeper going on in your body. We did an episode called Decoding Your Body's Dialogue and yeah. all about the language of your body and symptoms are part of that. It's a blessing to let you know that there's something going on that you need to approach. Yeah. And you know, they're going to manifest in your vagina. It's going to get your attention. Yeah, oh, that is for sure. Because, <laughs> you know, I do think of that sometimes. Like had it been a sinus infection or like, you know, itchy scalp, I probably yeah. just live, continued living my life. Yep, pepperoni and pizza and all. So, <laughs> so okay. Yeah. So you did the iridology. So I did the iridology reading, and that's when I learned. Okay, no, my issues were actually the pineal gland was my most congested gland, and this is the master gland that communicates yeah. mm -hmm. with your hormones, with mm -hmm. your digestive system, with everything. That's the horm master hormone, master commander. That. Yeah, hormone probably from my my wild party days. <laughs> we all being that girlfriend. Um, yeah, so. Lot of lot of brain congestion. And so I've been on this very extensive herb protocol, you know, from this detox specialist I've been working with around clearing up the brain and nerve and you know, the pineal gland, the the pituitary gland, 
um, just really every system. I've addressed every single symptom in my Kundalini life. yoga is meant to really help open the pineal gland as well. I'm obsessed yeah. with Kundalini Isn't yoga now. Isn't it great? Yeah. Is it, we were just talking to Luke's story about it, who's also into Kundalini. It's just so activating and healing and heart opening. Yeah. Such a deep level. I haven't it's tried it because I don't want to hold my hands above my head for that long. <laughs> it's actually great for a lazy yogi. It's a, it's a great lazy yogi practice. <laughs> and you've got Rama literally around the corner. I know, it's true. Here in LA. I, I like my, my normal yoga. No, but you, you don't know until you try it. You got to try it. You just might like I it. I have to confess, I used to be like you. And then I tried it and I was like, oh, I wish it's I actually addictive. got certified as a Kundalini yoga teacher. You can instead. still do that. I'm certified. I, I can teach you guys. Yeah, well, you got to teach me then. I will. Yeah. It's, um, it's really good. So, yes, yeah, so I did. So, so activate the pineal gland through all, will cleanse the pineal gland through the herbal tinctures. Yes. Yeah, so, so, what the fruit is doing, the fruit is not adding more obstruction to the body and it, and the really astringent fruits like grapes and limes and lemons and grapefruits are actually lifting the obstruction and helping clear it out. The mucus. The it's crazy because those are the most acidic fruits. Yes. So it's, it's, but it's like, it's different breaking kind. It it's like, it's like breaking it up, you know, but, but you can have symptoms from that. So some people who are like, I had eczema on every single hand when I first started, because literally I was starting to detox and my pathways weren't open enough. And if it's not open enough, it's going to come out the skin. I have, and that's I have why it's important to really do your research and hopefully work with someone with the entrance and exit of fasting. Because as you said before, unless you go in slowly and peel layer by layer rather going from you know layer one to 20 you can really damage your system like that absolutely and, and I really had you know I've had to basically unlearn everything I thought I knew about health and and diet and nutrition and one of the one of the main things was that you know we, we do these blood tests and we look in our blood and we're like oh I got this physical and my blood came back great I'm, I'm good to go but Western traditional medicine made a decision to study blood and not look at the lymphatic system. And the lymphatic system is 80% of our cells when blood is just 20% of our body. So the lymphatic system is our body's sewer system. Every single thing from even like using a face cream or a makeup goes into our lymphatic system to, you know, if you have a Diet Coke or a pepperoni pizza or whatever it is, that the, the lymphatic takes all of that on. So this, Try brushing. this blew my mind. When I did my iridology reading, the iridologist told me I have blue eyes and this what? is just stagnant lymph. No, because well, you color have eyes, brown eyes. What color eyes did you have when you were born? Brown. And, but really you can see they're getting lighter. Do you see how they're becoming more green? I heard that when you eat for only fruit, your eye color changes. I have definitely heard that from more than one person. Oh my gosh, they are becoming more green. Can I see? So, so wait a second. The iridologist uh, person said that you have blue eyes underneath, like you have brown, brown, brown eyes. And she said it's blue underneath there and this all stagnation. That's insane. I thought all Caucasian babies were born with blue eyes and then they turned green or brown. No, not at all. And I can tell that Siamons are blue too, but really they have a stagnant lymph over them. On On the outside of her corners, it's totally blue. I bet it's really dark brown. And it's even more dark brown because I think it's over the blue, you know? So it looks, you can tell when someone has a true brown eye. You have a true brown eye. Although I was born with purple eyes, and maybe if I only ate fruit, they would turn purple again. Weren't you born in the sack as well? Yeah, in the sack with purple oh, eyes. Definitely an alien. Total alien. You were born with purple eyes. Yeah. Do you have any pictures? Violet. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's pictures. Interesting. Um, yeah, but Maisie was always well. born with dark eyes. Maisie was born with dark eyes. Milo was born with blue. Maybe if you only ate fruit, they get bluer. With the blue eyes, you can tell the stagnant lymph. If there's white, if there's a lot of white in the eye, then that's the lymph. Let me see. 
How's mine looking? I mean, your eyes are light blue. They're not they like change. A, they're not a dark blue. The interesting they're thing actually the is color they, of your shirt right now. Yeah, so. they change between green and blue. And who knows what that means. But he'll on his show, on his YouTube show, he will hold up different eyes before and after. Before and after the cleanse. Yeah. Before and wow. after. And also he'll show you what's going on in the eye and the different lymph and the white. And and if you have yellow in your eye, a lot of orange, then that's sulfur. From like in your the, eyeball? In the or eye. Or in the yellow, in, in the white part of your eye. In the colored part. Mm-hmm. Wow. Isn't it incredible how everything is connected? I mean, there's no coincidence about everything. Everything has a... that. That's what blows me away and just makes so much sense about the body. Everything has a purpose. There is not one thing that is not not useful. And on the to body. trust the wisdom of the body, the yes. intelligence that our body is trying to communicate with us all the time that we so often just like ignore or look at as annoying symptoms or disregard. It's it's just constantly trying to give us its wisdom. Yeah. So, okay, just to make it super clear for the listeners, because there's so much brilliant information here and you've been on such a complex and incredibly deep journey with this. So in your discoveries from your chronic candida, it came, you came down to the findings that the mucus, which was caused from a more acidic diet, was was the real culprit Mm -hmm. and to get rid of the mucus and to start to break down the buffers that was stopping your body from communicating and detoxing properly, you needed to go very gently into this fasting protocol, which was 90% fruit and 10% salads. You said Mm -hmm. raw. Mm -hmm. And then... And we're talking like no olive oil. You know, this is just like some lime on the salad. You know, olive oil causes mucus. But you were allowed water during this as well you could but when you start you eating raw you don't need any water you're so hydrated and i can really see it i could really see it in my skin i could like i had like uh, every single here i'm more dry in la but in the jungle i literally had like not one wrinkle and i'm like about to be 41 and that is hydration hydration that's all about your cells absorbing exactly um and i notice if i eat the one cooked meal i start to see it in my face compared to the raw wow Mm, I'm getting convinced I know, I'm here. getting convinced too. I want yeah. raw. Okay, so how long did you go on the 90% fruit, the 10% salads and nothing else? So that was, I was so, I just committed. I was like, I'm sorry, one of those people, I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it because if I just half-ass it, then it's going to take longer. You know, and still at that point, I was like, I'm going to do this and go back to, sort not go back to meat, but I'm going to go back to just being like a regular vegan. That was like my plan when I first started. And so I got to three months Um, and I was getting more energy. The cravings were starting to go away. Um, I was also getting quite thin, which was not ever my objective because I was already, I was a hundred pounds when I started. And for me, that's like my perfect, for my height and everything that was like my perfect size. And people still thought I was a little bit skinny then, but, but I was just so used to just being that size my whole life that that worked for me. So I was losing weight. I did not want to be losing weight, but some weight loss was to be expected. Um, but I was getting a lot more energy and a lot more clarity, a lot more mental clarity. What was the candida situation? The candida situation was getting better. So it was getting, it was getting progressively better. And what I, during that time, I cut all avocados. So I, was eating, I used to be eating three avocados a day. Oh, I love avocados. Uh-oh. I know. So we're I, hanging on to avocados uh, over here because we can't have... Well, we're on the EBV protocol, yeah. well, I am at least. So avocados, and Medical Medium says this too, um, it's just high fat is just going to clog the liver. It's just going to make the liver a much harder time for the liver to do but its that job. That goes against what everyone's saying about brain function and needing high fat. And if you're not eating the omega-3s... Be- 
Yeah, but there's I think so much contradicting nutri- nutrition information I can out there. T- I think you just you have to really just experiment with your own body. And I was about to about say that, it know? is all about your bio individuality. You know, you and, to- and what worked for Emily, even though this is a fascinating story and we're all learning a lot and that we want to apply to our own lives, it's like your journey is not going to be the same health journey as ours or anyone listening. And so everyone needs to sort of do what's right for them. Yeah, really listen to your own intuition about what works and resonates mm-hmm. and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I did I did get an iridology reading like you can get an iridology reading and see for yourself what's going on in my body and what, you know, but but specifically for candida. But can I just say also with the iridology, it's like that is a human interpretation. We we don't know what the origin of that is. We didn't discover that ourselves. That's like somebody telling us if you have a spot here it means this, if you have a spot here it means that. It's like could be true, could not be in my mind because I didn't discover it myself. It is, but when you see the success stories coming out of Dr. Robert Morris' clinics, 80% cancer cure rate, well, curing AIDS, curing hep C Totally, I'm, I'm into it, you like, know? Things that so what this is called is um, detox for cellular regeneration. And I really feel like I have like found a wellspring of youth. Like I really found you're de-aging. <laughs> Emily is de-aging before my very eyes. Amber's right, mouth I'm is in. gaping open right now. <laughs> collagen coffee is not going to cut it anymore. <laughs> no, but I, I was doing collagen coffee before. Um, but no, but I really, I really do think that. And what's the craziest thing? So I, I want to take you guys chronologically, but I'm jumping ahead because it's just it makes sense right now. But so after I finished the master fast, which oh, how long? Three months? No. So, so okay. So. I was just doing detox for cellular regeneration with doctor under Dr. Morris's teachings for the three months with the 90% fruit and the 10% salad. salad. Then Alexander Cousins was leading this 40-day grape juice fast that Whoa. I was just starting to explain. And I was like, I need to step it up a notch and go 100% fruit before I go into this grape juice fast. Grape juice fast. So for about a month maybe a month and a half, I did 100% fruit. And I'm not even kidding you. I was operating on a completely different level of reality. I mean, I had the exact same energy at 11 o'clock at night that I had eight in the morning. I only needed like five hours of sleep. I was just bing right out of bed. So energized, so excited, so optimistic, so creative. Like all, I was just like, whoa, this is how we're supposed to be feeling as humans. Like it was really, really next level. It was starting, people were starting to get worried in town. People were starting to gossip about me that I had an eating disorder. I was creating a lot of conflict with my partner. Like it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies, but I was noticing just for me personally, I've never felt that good in my and body. And did you feel strong and vital yeah. in your body? No, I didn't. And that was one of the things that... Um, came up in my iridology reading was that I have a pretty severe malabsorption issue. And that makes sense how I could eat pepperoni pizza and my grandparents owned a bakery, went to the bakery every single day when I was a kid. And I could eat pretty much anything I wanted my entire life was because not because I have good genetics, it's because I've had a malabsorption issue. Mm. And you came into life with that. I definitely think I came into life with that. Yes. And I just, I grew up literally eating like a block of cheese every single day. And that's like the highest mucus forming food you can possibly eat. And that creates what's called mucoid plaque. Mucoid plaque is a barrier in your intestines that prevents you from absorbing your nutrients. And that's where a lot of the parasites live and bacteria and viruses and things like that. So I jumped into the master fast, which I was saying you do the grape juice and the dry fasting for 16 to 18 hours a day, plus what they call the pudding, psyllium husk activated charcoal, bentonite clay. And on day seven, I had massive parasites and big ropes of black mucoid plaque, like braids, like six feet long, come out of me. I mean, and I look- So exciting. I've done these before. Oh, it was like- euphoria. I felt euphoria. And, um, the fast was supposed to last 40 days, but I only made it 17 because I got down to 79 pounds and that's not 
what I was going for. I was about to say, so, you know, we're, we're exploring the concept of fruit being all you need and the thing that kind of is the cure to so many chronic illnesses. But and surely fruit, just the, the composition, makeup of fruit, isn't ticking all the boxes in what we need as humans to be optimally functioning. Like surely some of it is a good detox, but not a good it's, it's diet. Exactly. It's it's definitely. Um, I th- I do think really. Although okay, for detox, the strongest thing you can do is fruit. So Dr. Marsh talks about it. He said a green juice will even slow slow the detox, and cooked food will stop the detox. So so if you just want like you know if someone comes in and they have stage four cancer, he's like they are on grapes and lemons, and that's it. Um, but I'm a human. I'm not you know, just spirit in this lifetime. I have a human body and I do believe there is something very, you know, a core of the human experience is the sensual experience, the pleasure experience of having this body, of having these taste buds. And I, I've never been a restrictive person. I've been more of like a hedonist person. And so I, while I did feel mentally the best I've ever felt on fruit, I still want to be strong enough to go surfing. Um, and I do love the pleasure of food. So right now I'm sort of finding that balance. But I will say this, when I was really in a dark moment where I was like, what am I going to do? I met a guy in town. I live in this like dusty little tiny surf town on the tip of the Nicoya Peninsula. And I met a guy in town who'd been doing this for two years. And he looked like he'd been on the cover of Shape magazine, like super healthy, super ripped. And he's like, all I eat is a watermelon and four oranges a day. And I just have one meal. And he's like, going to feel amazing. And he said what happened was he lost 40 pounds for two years as his body recalibrated and he detoxed and his cells regenerated. He fixed his malabsorption issue. And he's like, what I really believe is that as humans, we're eating way too much food. Yeah, We don't need all this food. And because we're all so malabsorbed, we're not getting the nutrients. So we have to just keep eating and keep eating. He's like, once you get, he's like, if you can just hang in there with it, he's like, you're going to start gaining your weight back and still just eating fruit and just feeling amazing. But I didn't get there because I got down to 70 to nine pounds. My retreat was coming up. I wanted to be able to surf with the girls. I wanted to be able to dance and have fun and be strong. And so I'm in like a rebuild right now. So I'm eating just mucus lean and mucus free still. So I'm still, I've gained 10 pounds. I still have 10 more to go to get back to where I'd love to be. Um, And I'm figuring it out, you know? So for me right now, I'm thinking it's like 10 fruit meals, then, uh, you know, maybe a salad and then maybe like a cooked meal. And, and do you apply this to your retreats, this type of protocol? Because um, you supply the food, obviously. Yeah, right? yeah. I, of course, I did not do all fruit at my retreat. I basically did like very healthy vegan food, very healthy, tasty vegan food at my retreat, um, which for a lot of people, that is a detox. So, you know, I'm very much like, you know, step by step for, for wherever you are. And I, of course, I want it to be a pleasurable, fun, delicious experience. So on my retreat that I just had two weeks ago, that was amazing. Oh my gosh, it looked so incredible. The Mermaid Sisterhood Retreat, named after Jenna and I. And it's (laughs) surfing, writing, and do you get into the health side of things as well? Yeah, well, just, you know, just in the way that we serve the food, you know, that it is, you know, all organic, locally sourced vegan food, you know, and and I create, you know, a lot of the dishes. So it is like pretty like low, low mucus factor. But um but we do so many other things. It's like we can't deep dive too much. But I am exploring doing a potential um, detox retreat with mm. Alexander Cousins possibly mm. later this um, 
this year, or at least just come in and do a writing retreat on one writing workshop on one of her retreats. Then I have to be I a know. little MLF. I was going to say business expense. I think we're going to go. <laughs> have a feeling we'll we'll be there for the detox retreat. Um, but yeah, it's a combination of surfing and yoga, and we do daily writing workshops, which are really the heart and soul of it all. We did burlesque workshops this uh-huh. time, full moon ceremony, bonfire under the stars. Oh, so you have to tick, go to the tick, beach. Tick. Yeah, do you have to? Do you have to? Jenna's allergic to the beach. I I don't like the beach. No, because I'm I have hypersensitive situation. I'm even feeling itchy talking about it, but I just don't (laughs) like the feeling of sand on my skin. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. Then the beach. I know it's hard. Little problematic. Little problematic. (laughs) I know. Unless Um, you go to a rocky beach. Yeah, rocky beaches or tide pools. I'm down. Okay. Well, we beautiful tide pools. We have okay. beautiful tide pools in Costa Rica. But I have to say this one thing. So I got a psychic reading because you girls know how I love my mystics. Oh, yeah. And one of my mystics, Ellie Molina, amazing psychic, if anybody wants just like a straight up amazing psychic we reading. Yeah, we, we, we did have her oh, on. Yes, had her. We had her talking about kids and being psychic. psychic. But that was an article on our blog. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yes, Go yes, on. yes. Sorry. She's awesome. So she says to me, because when you, you, you do a reading with her, she immediately goes into a flow. She doesn't ask you. All she has is your name. And she says to me, I don't know how else to describe this to you. She's like, I'm just seeing orbs of energy inside your body. It's like they're regenerating your cells. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I've been doing. Detox for cellular regeneration. She goes, yeah. She's like, I just see. She goes, in the next like 10 years, you're going to have a whole business around how to grow youthful because this is changing your body so That would much. make sense. That makes sense. That's and so, true. you know, just pulling in all the different things that I've been doing over all these years. But so, yeah, so I don't have it all figured out by any means, but I have glimpsed for the first time in all the things that I've done, something that makes me feel so good. And um, so it's just, I've wrestled throughout this time with like my own vanity and like picking the inside. And I've definitely picked the inside. And, um, you know, I was joking around with you guys that like my ass looked like I was a 96 year old man for a few months there. <laughs> Not hot, but that doesn't happen to everybody. <laughs> that only happens to people that are severely malabsorbed. There's some people that don't lose any weight. There's some people that gain weight. Like so, it really just depends what's going on in your body. So are you saying the way to tackle malabsorption, which seems to be a chronic condition in our current in humanity currently, um, because of the lack of nutrient dense foods and et cetera, et cetera. Um, the way to deal with malabsorption is through pushing through the, the fruit detox. Yeah. You want to, you want to eat those extrinsic fruits, um, that will lift up the mucoid plaque that is the barrier between your nutrients uh, and, and that's your... where the psyllium husk and the bentonite mm-hmm. clay but, protocol with the enemas but the fasting, pulls that out. It, the, and the fasting, you got to do with thing, that. The crazy thing is I did that. I changed my diet, ate all raw, you know, m- mostly fruit and then 100% fruit. And it wasn't until day seven of the juice fast that I changed the environment enough. And I was taking herbs that entire time, including parasite-killing herbs. And it wasn't until that point that the mucoid plaque and the parasites actually even came out. So it just lets us know how embedded so that stuff is in, yeah. I wanted to keep going. If I was even 10 pounds heavier, I would have kept going longer because I knew I was doing something. Like in my in my heart and in my intuition, despite everybody around me freaking out, like Manet, my partner, basically almost staging an intervention on me, um, um, I knew in my heart I was doing something right for my body. Mm. Yeah, I did. I and so it. what is the state of the candida now after going through? So how many months total have you been on this 90% fruit, 10% salads, but now you've loosened up a bit, you said yeah, around that. Yeah. So I, for the past, I'm going to say it was right around like mid-September 
I've been I've been eating food again. A lot so. of things changed mid changed mid September this year. I noticed. Yeah. And or, how did you like find the introduction actually. of cooked foods again? Well, at first I was like, oh, oh my gosh, it. I taste so good. Um, I literally my taste buds had been so cleaned mm, that I could literally reset. take a bite of something and be aware of like 10 flavors mm. within that one bite. Like it I was just that. this incredibly sensual and just like really satisfying feeling. Um, Cause you've been so deprived for so long that your sensory system is so heightened. Yes. And this like the one I remember fasting and taking fasting for, I don't know, four days or whatever, and going on a similar protocol and um, taking a bite of an apple and feeling high off one bite of the sugar in the apple. Yeah. It was like, I think I did the master cleanse for a couple of days, which is all about the cayenne pepper, the um, the lemon juice, and you've done the yeah. master cleanse. I, I haven't done it before, but I know it. Yeah, yeah. And this so is my first there was time no I've done food. Like this. Yeah, but but it really resets your entire yeah. system fasting for a while, and your taste buds are on fire. On fire. Um, and actually, I found that fruit will give you so much. I mean, I used to drink coffee. I used to drink tea. No, if I get up in the morning and I do like a whole watermelon. I'm like gonna give you more buzzing. So much energy. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. Um, But what I noticed about the cooked food was one cooked food meal. I came like so much lower in my energy, Energy. my mood, my optimism, my consciousness. Like it was just like like it felt like I felt on a flight of Hmm. stairs. And do you think there was like any psychological component to that because you were doing this wonderful thing and you were finally getting to where you wanted to be and then against your will, really? You had to eat this cooked food. I mean, not really, because in my heart of heart, in my best case scenario, I'm feeling like that, but eating cooked food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in my best case scenario, I am like enjoying life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm somebody who like really loves to eat mm-hmm. and I've never restricted myself ever because I had that malabsorption mm-hmm. issue, you know, you know, that people thought was a great metabolism. So, so what about the trick of, um, cooking food not all the way to where you completely annihilate all of the living enzymes. You just, you know, you half cook the broccoli. So it's still warm and nourishing and easy for you to break down, but you haven't completely annihilated all of the live enzymes. I think, I mean, that's what people say is like the idea to do like just lightly steam the sweet potato or whatever. But I think what is actually what makes you not feel as good is dehydration. Because when you cook your food, even a little bit, you're steaming the water out of it. Mm -hmm. And what is making you feel so good in those fruits and and salads and stuff is you're getting, your cells are actually getting like these long, delicious drinks. They're Mm -hmm. getting super, super hydrated. And so the next morning too, after any cooked food, I like, I have mucus, I have Hmm. mucus in my throat. I have like, sometimes I'll get like sleep in the corners of your eyes. Sleep in the corner of your eyes is mucus. Um... What do you my, do seasonally when, my, when during like summer, it's all about fruit, but then when you move into winter, nature naturally well, isn't producing well, so it's just fruit all year round. I mean, yeah. And Costa Rica is actually like the perfect place for me to be doing this. I think mm. actually that might've been one of the reasons I was called there because mm. I was definitely summoned to Costa Rica, mm. like very strongly. Um, but even here this morning, I woke up in Venice. Um, it was freezing. And I, for the first time in so long, I made myself like a hot lemon water because I was so cold. And then I went to air one at like, you know, 1030 and I got a soup (laughs) because I haven't eaten it yet, but I was like, oh, soup looks good. You know? So I really get it. You know what I mean? Especially for people living in very cold. And this is like California. This is like Southern California. What about if you're living in like Norway? Um, all I know is that, you know, I get it. Like it's not, this is certainly not something I'm like 
going, running around telling everybody to do. But if you are somebody that has had a chronic issue that you have tried everything and you're banging your head against the wall and you're just like, nothing's working for me. You know, maybe check out the fruit. I agree. Because I uh, Dr. Robert Morris YouTube is a wealth of information. You can type in whatever weird symptom you're having and you'll start to see how, you know, if it's foot fungus or a sinus infection or irritable bowel, it all comes down to the same systems sort of collapsing and the systems are the great lymphatic system is stagnant. The kidneys aren't filtering. This is another just interesting tip. I know we're about to wrap up, but we've all been taught that your urine should be clear. No, that's a complete illusion. We want the urine to be very cloudy because then that shows the acids are coming out. If the urine's clear, the acids are staying inside. So when you dry fast, you, that was the first time after I did my first 24-hour dry fast, my, my urine was cloudy. And, and don't they say that if the urine is bubbly, it means you have candida? I don't know about that. Huh. Okay. I, hadn't, I haven't heard that in my you know, groups that I'm in, but there's this one Facebook group called the, just the, the lemon and date fast. And this 18 year old kid from Germany figured it out that it's the exact opposite of like acidic level with the, the lemon that is astringent and gets things going. And then the dates, um, are the most alkaline and they help with the filtration of the kidneys and people are showing their urine in this group and it looks like a mountain <laughs> of snow. <laughs> A mountain of snow, and that's the acids coming out. And the guy that I met in Santa Teresa, who'd been doing it for two years that I told you about, he said he went to Colombia and did the lemon date for five months, and he said that's where he like really healed. Hmm. Like five months wow. lemon dates. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. Thank yeah. you so much, Emily, for coming and telling us your story. Yeah. I mean, to, to be continued, you know, I'm, I'm still just like such a such a curious person, such a searcher. Mm. And, um, and I just want to, you know, people are like, you're so extreme. And I'm just like, like I said, I just really do want to feel extremely well. Mm -hmm. And, and I believe nature was meant to work. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to feel good. We're supposed to feel good in body. Another thing that was immediate for me is I used, I was having a lot of body pain, a lot of like aches and pains. And I was like, well, I had a C-section I'm carrying a moon on this one side of my body. So I'm out of alignment coming up with all these things. I was getting massages like once a week because I was in so much pain within even just doing the transition diet. Okay. I hadn't even gone to raw yet. All of my aches and pains went away. Wow. Just Do you from think that was inflammation? 100. It's acidosis. Mm. It's acidosis. Just the same as if you go and you work out and you create acidosis in your muscles and you have a sore muscle. The same thing as if you're just eating a lot of acidic foods, you're going to have that same sensation of like, oh, my shoulders are really tense or, mm. oh, my hip is really like, and my flexibility is so much better now too. Wow. So where can everyone find the details about the transitional diet and then the 90% fruit and 10% salads and the whole protocol you went on? Do you have like a resource on your website or anything like that? Yeah. Well, no, not, no. Cause I haven't, I'm still doing my training right now to become a detox specialist. It's just something I'm going to add in, you know, cause I already do right now I do coaching mostly for women who want to call love into their lives, but my brand is called The Way of the Radiant Woman. And it's very difficult to be a radiant woman if you're not feeding your body the foods that it really can, can thrive on. So totally. it's just a, a natural next piece to Definitely. start including in to, to what I'm doing. But the places that I found to be the greatest resources are Living Mucus Free with Alexander Cousins. She has a free Facebook group. And then Dr. Robert Morris YouTube is just like, oh my God, you'll love this guy. He's so lovable. Um, and then also just if you just Google the mucusless diet, it goes back to the 1920s and it just has a list literally of the degree of mucus that will be caused by each food. I am so I'm enrolled. Be Googling that, yeah. I'm seriously enrolled because I've been getting kind of like stiff aches and pains. It will all go and, away. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for a mucus-free life right now. Yeah, me yeah. too. Okay, so where can everyone get hold of you and follow your journey? Because I know you share a lot on social media, which is always fascinating and amazing. So oh, tell us your Instagram and website and if you've got any retreats coming up, because I know people are going to be wanting to pick your brain a bit or get involved with what yes. you're up to. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, Instagram is at emilybegins and my website is emilyperera.com. Dot com And my last name is P-E-R-E-I-R-A. And we'll have all of this linked to our show notes as well. So it'd be easy for you guys oh, to awesome. find. Awesome. Yeah. And on my, um, on my website, I give away six ways to rev your radiant feminine energy right now. And so, you know, at the end of the day, we don't attract and call in what we want. We, we attract who we are. And so it just all just becomes this inside, inside job, this inside mission to light ourselves up from the inside out. And then really manifestation of, of our greatest dreams and desires really just becomes a lot, a lot less treacherous. So if you want, want to figure that. out how to rev your radiant feminine energy, you can sign up there. Yes, Amazing. please. And I, I know we've wrapped basically, but I know everyone's going to be wanting me to ask the last question, which you'll just have to give me like a yes or no on. Have you completely eradicated your chronic candida? So when I am eating 100% raw, I have zero symptoms. But if I eat one cooked meal, I start to be a little bit more aware of it again. And so that's where I'm sort of finding, trying to find that balance within myself where I can still enjoy the occasional cooked meal um, and still be free of symptoms. But I know there's still some, some more deep work to do there. So I am sort of in this rebuilding phase right now for the next six months. And then I think I'm actually going to do it again. All right. And, um, and, and yeah, yeah. So it's just, just figuring, figuring it all out there. There's still, I'm still working on healing the liver. Got it. It's a never-ending journey, isn't it? I love it. Earth (laughs) school. The ultimate adventure. Brilliant. Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fascinating and exciting as always. Um, At the end of every episode, we offer our listeners an invitation so you guys can apply some of what we've been discussing today. So... Um, And jump in here if you feel like uh, you could add anything to this invitation. But my invitation for the listeners today is really be still with your body, check in with yourself and have an intuitive reading or possibly outsource an iridology session or some kind of health inventory check and see where you may be out of balance. If you have some chronic issue that you've been trying to deal with but can't get any massive speed on, Um, consider looking at fruit not as the enemy, but as your ultimate ally. So look into that, look into the mucus and just trust your own body's unique constitution and your intuition to guide you to what you need to create balance. But yeah, explore the fruit option. You can do it. Certainly don't be in fruit fear. I was in Mm -hmm. such fruit fear for years. And actually when I was doing the paleo keto, my cravings were so strong. And once I started doing the fruit, I had like no cravings. Mm. And that's another sign to me that we're, I'm eating the food, food that my, my vessel wants. Um, cause fruit does have seeds, which is like protein as well. There's probably gotta be a lot of nutritional value in the seeds of fruit. There's a, there's actually like 
it's really interesting. There's a whole book called The Protein Myth, actually, and we're getting way too much protein and it's destroying our kidneys, but that's a whole other topic whole for another time. Whole other topic, time. but good to know. But, um, but speaking of fruit and protein, just for the general people, when you do get into fruit, isn't there a rule because of the enzyme structure in the fruit, you're meant to have it 20 minutes separate either side from any other type of food? An hour, actually. An hour. Yeah. Okay, so an hour either side. If you are eating fruit, maybe you don't want to go completely into the fruit fast but say you want to incorporate more fruit into your life it is better for the um for your digestive system to have an hour either side of fruit so because i believe it ferments in your system if you have meat or anything else on either side of it yeah because fruit like fruit digests so quickly we have these very short digestive tracts and fruit digests within one hour and so if we eat something like meat which takes you know two to three hours to digest and we eat fruit after that like for dessert we're basically clogging that that fruit's already digested and the meat's like acting like a stopper in the digestion which causes it to ferment and that's where i think a lot of this fear around fruit has come from is that um you know eating the fruit you really need to eat fruit by itself. Even within the fruit category, there's three fruit subcategories and you don't even want to combine those. Wow. And, um, and a lot of that confusion too around like sugar being the problem for candida. Oftentimes it's when we eat sugar with fat, the insulin's supposed to take the sugar into the cell. But when we eat sugar with fat, like an avocado, you know, with something sugary, um, those combined together and the insulin, the fat molecule is too big and the insulin can't take that into the cell. It can't take the sugar then into the cell because it's connected to the fat molecule. So then it ferments in the system and then that starts to be an issue with candida. So there's just all these different things, you know, and that just basically a huge side swipe. Oh, fruit's the problem. So if there's one thing, one easy thing is if you start eating fruit in the morning, just like till noon and just really hydrate with that fruit, you'll be so much more energized and just looking better, feeling better. And then, you know, just eat your stuff for the rest of the day no, after that's that. A, that's, that's a, a good, good compromise. Like, step. Yeah, there we go. Stone. Amazing. That's your, that's your invitation, that's guys. My, that's my go invite. for it. Awesome. So thank you so much for being with us today, you, everyone. Emily. And Emily. Thank you. And so fun to see you I girls. know, so much fun. The, the conversation is going to continue. Don't you worry. <laughs> so for anyone listening who enjoyed this episode and who got a lot out of it, please do not hesitate to share this episode and leave a review for us because that really helps us grow and spread the love and light. And subscribe to us on iTunes because you don't want to miss out on any of our fun episodes approaching. We have more interesting stuff just around the corner. So we love you lots and have an amazing fruity week. (laughs) Ta-ta. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.